Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. Right now. Right now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just <laughs> straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. On 97.3 The Fan. I love winning, man. I love winning. You hear what I'm saying? It's like better than losing. Not sure I've ever loved winning more than I loved winning last night. What a game. Padres fans, what an unbelievable evening at Dodger Stadium. Good morning. It is Ben and Woods. And Paul Rindle is to my left. I'll do the introductions today. Yes, I am torn this morning, Paulie, about what to do with one Stephen Woods. Part of me, part of me wants to hail this man, this this wonderful father, loving dad, who wanted to experience something cool with his son and did something that I would have never done with a four-year-old in a, a million years, and he's done. Multiple times now with his son, Bo, who was at our party yesterday at Ailsmith and uh, had made these plans long ago before the playoff schedule came out, before they had any idea what would be going on with the Padres, and took him up to Los Angeles to see an Afghan Wigs concert, and sounds like they had an amazing time. I saw the pictures. So part of me wants to just hail great dad Woods and say, you know, life is important and you have to take the moments to to live your life with your family and you can't all be about what's going on at work and take some days off. I 
Lord knows I've taken some days off this year. Really? Just one or two or six vacations. <laughs> but then part of me says, oh, my God, how can he not be here this morning? How can he I not know. be here? After I what is clearly, in my mind, the biggest pot raise win in the last 24 years. I mean, since 1998, there's been there's been no bigger, more impactful, more emotional victory there's just no i mean try to argue for anything else other than last night what a game it was paulie so what do we do about the absent stephen woods this morning do we do we ride him do we never let him forget this or do we say good job you sacrificed what he would have obviously absolutely loved and i have no idea how much he even got to see i know he was he was watching early and listening and and trying to follow along but i really don't know what he saw, what he didn't see, how he found out what was going on last night. What do we do about him, Paul? Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure the Afghan Whigs only tour every 24 years, so, you know, he probably had to go last night. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think some guys just want it a little bit more. I mean, I went to I went to L.A. last week. What did, I didn't stay there. I didn't take a day off. Drove back at midnight because I'm a gamer. And I was here for you guys the next morning. All right, we see what direction but. Paul is going for sure <laughs> this morning. Um, okay, before we do anything else, uh, good morning again, everybody. Uh, I had this question many times yesterday because people were curious, and we didn't have an answer for you, or at least we couldn't give you an official answer as of yesterday. But everyone who wanted to know, where's the party on Friday morning? Where are you going to Paul. be? Uh, on the first we have a party. Padres home game in the playoffs with fans in 16 years. Where can we come watch Ben and Woods on Friday morning? And I didn't have an official answer for you, but now, now I do. So if you're waking up right now and you want to be with us early, and we've had people with us uh, from 6 a.m. on at A.L. Smith last Friday and yesterday, uh, tomorrow we will be downtown. We'll be in the East Village and you can join us at Punch Bowl Social tomorrow as we get ready for some home playoff baseball. Uh, if you don't know Punch Bowl Social, it's at 1485 E Street, uh, just a few blocks away from Petco Park. We're kicking everything off at 6 a.m., broadcasting live. Coach John Quintero will be there from 10 to 2 as well. Punch Bowl, if you haven't been there, scratch food, craft beverages, endless gaming options. Even have like a bowling alley with a few lanes. I've been there before. Ping pong, karaoke, whatever. They've got brunch and live music every weekend. And if you're having uh, f- looking for some Halloween plans on Saturday, October 29th, they're going to have their annual Halloween party with a live DJ, costume contest, boozy Halloween punch. Doesn't matter. Tomorrow it's all about baseball, and you can join us, Ben and Woods. And Woodsy will be back tomorrow. He has assured us uh, at Punch Bowl Social for what is going to be another immense day of Padres baseball now that this series is all tied at one between the Padres and Dodgers and coming back to Petco Park where if the Padres could take care of business at home (laughs) and win the next two games with Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove on the mound they could send the 111 win Dodgers home for the offseason after just one playoff victory and that would be it for their season now that is still a tall task, but uh, it is now possible after what happened last night, and what happened last night will be the focus of the next four hours here on Ben and Woods. Dude, so you have been to social. Uh, I have been to Punchbowl Punch social. social. Yes, I have. I haven't been there in a long time. I was there shortly after it opened. I cannot 
sell this place to you enough. It is so awesome. Like you said, I think they have like eight it's bowling big. alleys. It's big. It's massive. Two stories. You can go up top and play games. Go downstairs. They have cornhole. Uh, I think they have bocce ball. They have the old school arcade games. They got ski ball. I haven't had the food yet. The food looks amazing. I've had some of their cocktails. It's never too early, especially on a playoff home game Friday. I believe the building that it's in was like an old time like boxing arena. Like a they used to have boxing matches there. So that's it's a big venue and I want that place packed tomorrow morning. Six AM. Let's go. Well it's interesting that you bring up boxing and the boxing analogy because just before the show started, and I thought this was a great point. Our friend uh, John Flint from KSON walked in, big Padres fan, watching the game last night, <laughs> as we all were, and he made the analogy that last night's game felt like Rocky Four, And the moment that he said, you know, was the turning point for him was the error by Trey Turner in the top of the sixth inning. It was like drawing blood, you know, on Ivan Drago, yeah. the, you know, the unbeatable showed just the tiniest bit of vulnerability. And it doesn't mean anything if you don't then go on and cash in and capitalize on that opportunity. Look, but the, Objectively, the, objectively, they are a very good of course baseball they are. team. Of course you're, they are. You're insane if you think otherwise. You have to play almost perfectly to beat them, and sometimes even then you still need help. And when you get a gift like that, I mean, even it was, there was the error short, and then it was a more of a mental error when who was it? Grisham was on first, and he went to second base. The under the long underhand flip from short to second base, and Grisham got in there in time. I mean, you're like those are the kind of things that you absolutely need to capitalize on. And in this case, the Padres did on the Jurickson Profar RBI single had some eyes. That's fine; doesn't matter. You don't have to hit it a million miles an hour. Padres hit several balls a million miles an hour that were outs last night. But that one uh, wasn't hit that hard, but it went right between the first baseman and the second baseman. Uh, Jay Cronenworth scored. Padres took the lead for good. It was an absolute white-knuckle ride the rest of the way. Even after Jake's insurance home run made it 5-3, to three, it was one of the most tense. I, I just couldn't believe how many outs there were still left how how torturous and agonizing every single one was from the sixth inning basically on ever ever since the Padres took the lead felt like every out was absolute torture the final 12 of them to to get that game finished and the job done and the series tied at one we will talk about all of it this morning uh, we'll invite your phone calls you want to participate tier ones we'd love to have you especially with Woods gone give us an opportunity to really expand the discussion here um, with with the listeners out there, 833-288-0973. You can join us this morning. We will have a couple of professional baseball guests as well on the program. Uh, two great ones coming up at 735. Our friend David Schoenfield from ESPN is going to join us and talk playoffs and Padres and Dodgers. And, of course, it's a Thursday, which means 835. It's the super-polished, yet-to-be-named Smart Baseball Weekly segment with our friend Eno Saris from The Athletic. You'd think by this point we would have named it, but let's just stick <laughs> with it now that the playoffs are here and the Padres are still rolling. So Eno uh, will join us at 835. I don't think I've seen that man tagged in more tweets than he's been tagged since Sunday night. Yeah, with the Joe Musgrove. I, mean, look, I know yeah. it's a little bit of yesterday's news, but I think we obviously will have to of uh, get his thoughts on that. And it's relevant because 
Big Joe taking the bump on Saturday night, maybe for a clinching win. All of our guests appear on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I, I don't think I've ever had a baseball game. I, I basically want to go inning by inning to break it down, <laughs> and, and I think we will. You know, I, I football games are the kind of things that sometimes you do that with each drive kind of going forward, but you really don't. That baseball game, there was not an inning in which something big didn't happen. Even the innings where no one scored, at least one half or the other half of the inning, I felt like there was something notable in every single inning of that game last night. It was one of the most entertaining, um, you know, nerve-wracking baseball games I have ever watched, and we got through it. We got through it to the end, and the Padres uh, matched the Pod- Dodgers five to three win with a five to three win of their own last night. So we will talk about all of that coming I liked up. Your, uh, your tweet, just a couple of five to three games. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> What's everyone talking about? What's baseball? It's five to three. It's uh, just uh, write it off. It's whatever. It's one one. No goose gate. Goose, yeah, the goose that was on the that. field. We will talk about that, of course. Um, the I mean, un- that game had just about everything. Unbelievable job by the Padres bullpen. Robert Suarez talk uh, incoming on this program today as well. Uh, we'll also have some of our regular features. It's a throwback Thursday, which means uh, with no woods here, that's perfect because we'll just play a little real or fake uh, for a chance to qualify someone for a trip to Las Vegas in about an hour. So listen up. Uh, for that, but first, Daily Diddy time. Paulie with the selection. It's his theme week. Songs about surviving and moving on. Still feels very appropriate this morning. Now, I saw on Twitter that your wife has disavowed your selection like so much. She wants to make it incredibly clear. Oh, did she dig to Twitter last that night? You ha- that she has nothing to do with this selection, I'm... and y- she does not approve of it. She doesn't approve of one of the I, possibilities. I, 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 I've said it a million times. I put a stupid amount why of thought it, into my day. Why is it? Pull down the music for a second. I'm not ready to go. I'm not because why is it that significant others sometimes, sometimes get mad about things that don't even happen? <laughs> so I, I'm in bed this morning. I get up. My alarm goes off, and I am sitting there looking at my phone. First thing I do when I wake up, check Twitter. What's going on on the phone? Give myself. I have three alarms, so I can kind of wake up in stages for over the like a 10 minute period and you know just kind of look at my phone if I doze back off that's okay another couple of alarms are going to go off so I'm sitting there I'm just looking at my phone and Shelly goes can you stop that that is so annoying <laughs> and but but I didn't know what I was doing I thought am I and she says are you rubbing your feet together or something what's that noise that you're making and I I go well maybe I I don't know I don't think I'm doing anything but I'm just sitting here silently looking at my phone <laughs> okay oh sorry I you know I apologize instantly even though I couldn't tell you at all what I was doing so I I go back and so at that point I'm aware and I am being incredibly still and incredibly quiet making no noise whatsoever she's facing the other direction so she can't even see the light of the phone nothing could possibly be bothering her and then like one minute later she goes can you please stop that? And I'm going, I'm not doing anything. I'm making zero sound whatsoever. I am as quiet as a mouse right I'm here. Living. What is going on? What do you think that I'm doing? What are you imagining? Am I, am I breathing too hard? And you know what I figured out? It was raining outside our house. And I think she was hearing the rain and mm. thought I was making some sort of annoying 
noise sitting next to her and bothering her. And she had some sniffles last night, so that yeah, she's probably just not in the best of mood. But why is it that they get mad at us and we I haven't even know. done anything yet? I, I said, oh, I might choose this song. I might choose this song. <laughs> Could go with this song. And she's like, Bleh. <laughs> I didn't Ugh. make a choice yet. It's, I mean, you won't even know until... 618, what the Daily Diddy is going to be. <laughs> All right, now you can play the music. Uh, we will get going on our breakdown of last night's 5-3 absolute uh, thrill ride of a baseball game between the Padres and the Dodgers. And now it's all coming home, game three and four at Petco Park tomorrow and Saturday. Again, we're going to be at Punchbowl Social tomorrow. We just announced it officially. That's where the party is with 97.3 The Fan. We're getting started. Please join us, 833-288-0973. This segment of Ben Woods brought to you by the Golf Mart. Back with the Daily Diddy and more. Ben and Paul with you on a Thursday morning. A um, a notable, a red letter, a circle this one on your calendar kind of day on 97.3 The Fan. We'll be back after a check of traffic. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of... Beep.
perfect Daily Diddy selection. But I dare say, Paulie, you might have, like, nailed it 100% there with Tom Petty. I think so. Just, I mean, no way that's the one that Megan wanted to dis- disown because no. Tom Petty's great. Well, I was looking for a little inspiration, Google, you know, songs about surviving, moving on, etc., etc., to fit in with the theme and looking, I was like, oh, there's, you know, Survivor by Destiny's Child, which probably would have been her choice if she had a chance. I chose Tom Petty. The other option was It's My Life by Bon Jovi. I think he even says, like, something for the, say a prayer for the faith departed. It's Won't now say or never. Yeah. And it was now or never. And she, I think that was the one where she just goes... Ugh, I was, who are you? You know, I was I was hesitant to call it a must-win game because people overuse that phrase in sports. Well, technically, if the Padres lost last night, they theoretically could have won three in a row and still won the series. The odds against that, though, were pretty, pretty low. I mean, it's, it's tough enough to win a playoff game, much less three of them, against his team as good as the Dodgers, so... You know, Padres didn't back down in that game. There are many spots, many moments where they could have crumbled, where they could have, quote-unquote, backed down and let it get away. Uh, and every single time, they, they stood up. They stood their ground and found a way to get that victory last night. I, I find it funny. I, I apologize to all the Tier 1s. Uh, so many tweets that came my way last night, and there's just no way to unfortunately respond to all of you i tried to like some of them as i went through it wasn't even possible to even like just keep hitting the like button because i have so many dodgers fans (laughs) that inundate my timeline during the game and they're just so concerned with what we have to say why we're complaining about the umpiring it's pretty obvious you know why we were complaining about the umpiring in last night's game it was it was incredibly one-sided in favor of the Dodgers last night, the home plate umpiring was incredibly one-sided. I don't think there's any. I mean, I'll, we'll see when the ump scorecard comes out. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. It's going to be a pretty big number in favor of the Dodgers. And I, I'm not saying you know. And everyone says, "Oh yeah, the Major League Baseball they they want the Dodgers to win. The Dodgers are paying the umpires." I didn't say any of that. I understand that many times the umpiring you know, is poor and mistakes are made and they will favor one team or another. And oftentimes, through sheer human nature, it's it's the home team. You know, they've done studies on officials that home teams just get more calls. No matter what, you can't take the human being out of an umpire. And when they're in a, a stadium of 50,000 people that are reacting with everything that that person does – whether they you know, put their arm up for a strike or a ball, no matter how impartial they're trying to be, no matter how experienced and fair-minded that person is, they're going to be subconsciously, without even knowing it, slightly influenced in their decisions by that giant crowd. Now, hopefully that works in the Padres' favor for the next two games when the Padres have the raucous crowd at Petco Park. But clearly, that the home plate umpire last night was was somewhat skewed toward the Dodgers. Those close calls, the the strikes that their pitchers, that Clayton Kershaw in particular, got off the plate 
an inch or two off the plate. Ridiculous. And then the pitches that the Padres and you Darvish didn't get that were right in the strike zone that were being called balls. It was it the second inning that Ephus pitch that was just right at the top of the zone. It like, was the third inning, and it resulted in a Max Muncie home run it, it, when when they didn't yeah, get that sorry, call on an O two on an O two count. Uh, there were many moments in that game. Throw my remote through my TV. I was, I was, I was hopping mad. I was angry, and I tried not to get angry about sporting events, and I tried to be an understanding human being. What's that like about what's going on? So, I all my entire timeline is just littered with Dodgers fans who want to call me a whiny bee and this and that, and Padres fans, you're all such whiny bees. It's just over and over again. There's so many of them. I don't. I have no idea why they are so into whatever I have to tweet. But, you know, they they will quote tweet me from years ago. <laughs> Anything that I said against the Dodgers. And I will I will fully admit, I mean, I, I, they clearly don't listen to this show. Everyone knows the Dodgers are a good team. No one has ever t- tried to deny that. No one has tried to imply that, oh, yeah, they lost, they're lucky. They're, they're barely like an 80-win team, and they lucked into another 31 wins this year. <laughs> That's just, they're not. They're... They're very, very good. I try to make the argument as a Padres fan, as a host here, of why I think the Padres have a shot. Because I do think they have a shot. And last night was a a justification, backing up of, I think, everything you, Paulie, and Woodsy, and I have been saying for a while. That this team absolutely has what it takes to win this series against the Dodgers. It will still be a tall task. Even though the Padres now have home field advantage, it clearly is still going to be. I think they're still underdogs in this series. Would would you say they're underdogs or favorites now in the series against the Dodgers? With three games remaining, best of three, two of the three at Petco Park, who should be favored the rest of the way? I haven't even looked or thought about that. I don't think it's as much of an easy choice to say that the Dodgers are favorites. I think it's, at best, it's coin flip. I mean, at best. They'll be favorites if it goes to a Game 5 on Sunday, I would imagine. But, I mean, when you look at the matchups between the Padres and the Dodgers and the games that the Padres won, almost all of them were pretty white knucklers. You yeah. know, ninth inning, walk-offs, rallies, close, you're just nervous, the last, you know, 10 outs, whatever. The Dodgers had a few that weren't as close. They had some close ones. They also had some Ones where they pulled away and they beat the Dod- the Padres by seven or eight. They they were a better team over the course of the season. The Padres, I don't know, can they pull out two more white knuckling wins? Absolutely, they can. ESPN's already got them as a the Padres being a pretty significant underdog on uh, tomorrow yeah. night. So they're still Snell the underdogs. They're still the underdogs in this series. Doesn't mean they can't win. They proved That's last fine. night that they can do it, and yep. I love it. I have. I I mean, we all we all said it yesterday was pretty encouraged by the way they played uh, in Game 1. Yep. And you think about, like, they threw a no-hitter after Clev came out of that game. Now, it doesn't matter. Clev gave up five runs and just couldn't quite scratch enough out to really get into that game. I mean, 5-3, I, I like the fight. How many times does that, you know, in Game 1, does that team just roll over and lose 8 nothing or, you know, 10-1 or something like that? So I was encouraged heading into yesterday's game and then, I mean, dude, the, you can, I cannot say enough good things about this bullpen. You did what, I mean, we would have hoped for six or seven innings from him, but he still pitched great, battled a lot of umpire adversity. Uh, and then the, it was just, uh, it was so much fun. Well, I think what was, was so, such gr- a what was so great about the game last night, both teams played well, but neither were perfect. There were mistakes made on both sides. Enough 
for drama, uh, it, just to keep everything interesting at every moment. And the the real question was which team was going to be able to take advantage of the the couple of mistakes that were made. And in the end, we talked about it, the Trey Turner error. It was the Padres who took advantage of the mistakes just a little bit better to get that win. I cannot wait to hear Jesse's calls last night on such an epic evening at Dodger Stadium. We had all the home runs, all the tense moments from the bullpen. Uh, we will get to that coming up in our Padres wrap-up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, just a reminder, weekend is coming soon. You can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. Boomer Esiason, Mike Valenti discussing the big NFL news preview the most important games of the week. We will likely not be doing that today on this program, <laughs> even though the Buffalo Bills are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, maybe tomorrow we'll have a, a moment, but I doubt it. It's just going to be, it's just going to be Padres baseball talk. It's Ben and Paul in today. Woodsy will be back tomorrow. Don't worry, we'll get all of his thoughts. In fact, he may call in at some point. We have not locked him in a time yet. We're giving him a little bit of let him sleep morning bit. To, to sleep in with Bo after the show last night. I don't but know, I, maybe Three Days Grace has a concert tonight and he won't be here. <laughs> I, who knows? I would think we will hear from him at some point. So uh, we'll let you know, and we'll be back after this on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You know, the only way you can listen to your local Padres broadcasters during the playoffs is to listen to Jesse and Tony here on 97.3 The Fan and streaming on the Odyssey app. Uh, they're here for you every pitch as the Padres try to bring home their first World Series. And uh, in just a moment, we're going to have our Padres wrap-up where we will hear uh, Jesse's calls last night. And then I think I, we just have to kind of go inning by inning, Pauly, and break down one of the most significant games in Padres history. Uh, am I overselling that? I, mean, I was thinking the same thing, and I didn't know if I was overthinking it as well. I mean, I, they, I was like, you know, clinching trips to the World Series, Garvey walk off in 84, and then the next day to clinch a trip to the World Series. You know, I, I'm throwing regular season games kind of out of the mix. Obviously, there's been some significant and notable ones, but playoff games are more important. And the Padres don't have that many to choose from. Yeah. Uh, 98, you know, there were some big games then, um, you know, outdueling Randy Johnson in the first round, uh, clinching against the Braves to go to their second World Series, but they lost all four World Series games. And then since then, I mean, they have one playoff win. It came 
in a first-round series against St. Louis that they weren't really all that competitive in in 2006. Um, and then 2020, I mean, they, it was that game where they came back to beat the Cardinals was cool, but there was no fans, and it was the shortened season, so that didn't feel great. Uh, the, you know, Padres got swept by the Dodgers, so none of those games felt significant. I, yeah, I think I mean, was I, right I put, up there. I put last night's game certainly in my top ten if not top five of most significant Padres games in their 54-year franchise history. Now, who knows? Maybe uh, you know it's uh, the fourth best win. Yeah, I don't and, you know. And for all we know, in the next week, it could drop down to the sixth best it win. It could, yes. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen over the next few days. Uh, and then it, should we advance, you never know. But uh, And obviously the games will get more and more important. But at this current time, yeah, that was Unbelievable, and you know, again, we were talking about it with our buddy John down the hall. Like, just objectively, it was a great game. It, I wanted to die for, throughout most of it. I was sick to my stomach. I was pacing the house, but in general, how, who doesn't watch that game and think this is amazing baseball? And it was against the Dodgers, and it will always be the first ever playoff victory for the San Diego Padres over. The Los Angeles Dodgers, just an incredibly significant uh, night last night, and we will uh, get the entire wrap-up, and then we'll go inning by inning uh, of all the craziness, all the pivotal moments in the game last night, right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Miss any of yesterday's Padres game? What's the matter with you? Forget it. That one is gonna go. We've got you covered, though. It's the Padres Wrap-Up with Ben and Woods. That is the ball game, and that is a winner. On 97.3 The Fan. Let's go San Diego. Two balls and a strike to Machado. Here's the pitch from Kershaw. Manny hammers it in the air down the left field line. If it's fair, it's gone, and it is a home run for Manny Machado. Homered against him in the 2020 National League Division Series, and now again in 2022. Padres strike first, it's 1-0. Two outs, base is empty, 3-1 and one to Freeman. Pitch on the way, and it's a towering drive, straightaway center field and deep. Grisham is back, he is at the wall, he will leap, and it's going to go. A home run for Freddie Freeman. Trent Grisham got up and over the fence, just to the left of that 395 marker in center. Looked like he maybe had a shot at it, but just out of his reach. And Freddie Freeman's first hit of the 2022 postseason is a game-tying home run. Two and two now to Muncie. Darvish deals, and this one's hit in the air. Right field, playable, deep, maybe not. Soto's back. He looks. It's going to go. Oh, home run. Soto came charging in and then kind of made a right turn back to the wall. And a few pitches after Muncie should have struck out on the missed call by the plate umpire. He hits a home run out to right field. It's a 2-1 game for the Dodgers. Now on two and one, a curveball hit hard and down the left field line. That's a fair ball and a base hit. Kim is rounding third. He's on his way. Soto into third and standing at second with an RBI double, Manny Machado. This is a 2-2 game. And the first pitch is hit in the air deep down the left field line. It is way back and it is gone. Second consecutive night. The Trey Turner hits a no-doubter to left. This one ties us right back up. Three to three in the third. Gratterall's getting hit all over the yard, but the Padres threatening. And now a ground ball into right field and a base hit. That's going to get Cronenworth home, and the Padres going to go back in front. A bounding ball through the right side, an RBI single for Profar, and a 4-3 San Diego lead in the sixth. Those are your middle infielders. First pitch swinging, grab ball to second base. Cronenworth charges to second for one. Him to first. Oh, yeah, it's in time in a double play. 
Robert Suarez comes into a first and third nobody out situation. He strikes out Justin Turner, and he gets an inning-ending double play off the bat of Gavin Lux. One and one to Jake. Here's the pitch, and that's a towering drive deep down the right field line. This one's way back. It's going to go. A long home run to right field for Jake Cronenworth. And the Padres add on. It is 5-3, San Diego in the eighth. Hater trying to end the game on this pitch. Three and two to Will Smith. Here it is. And a swing and a fly ball to right field straight away. Soto had him played perfectly. Backs up a couple of steps and he makes the catch. This ball game is over. An absolute classic between the Padres and the Dodgers in game two of the division series. It is won by San Diego 5-3. And this thing is tied 1-1 heading home to Petco Park. I mean, you know, it was a back and forth game. It was, you know, there was a lot of drama. You know, we take a lead, all of a sudden they come right back. Some seemed like it went back and forth the entire game. And then, you know, certainly now you got two out, nobody on in the ninth. And Freeman hits 0-2 pitch that's up around his chin that I don't even know how he gets to. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're you're one pitch away from, from you know, being in trouble again. So uh, it's probably as, as back and forth a game as you're going to see. A lot of drama to it. Fun win. Jesse called it a classic. I agree. One of the things I loved Folly last night was it was it was a baseball game. It wasn't you know twelve to eleven, ridiculous. It wasn't just a pitcher's duel, a one nothing. You know, no one could hit, and it just came down to to one at bat somewhere. And sometimes those are both fun. They're fun, yeah. But but this was a real game, five to three, where both teams had chances. Some were cashed in on. You had some home runs, you had a couple of rallies, you had some small ball, some stolen bases, some grounders to, to move guys over, you had big pitching moments. It just it felt like it had everything baseball that makes baseball fun. You know, everything you need to do in baseball to win a game, both teams kind of did in different situations. The Dodgers came through a number of times in that game last night, as you were just saying, God, every time a lead, it's just gone back and forth, yeah, back and I, forth. You, we really could not breathe comfortably for more than a few minutes. I mean, at, at no point in the game were you just like, "Here we go, we got this. This one's in the bag." I mean, Hater comes in for a four-out save. I wasn't nervous, but that's no, there's no guarantee there and like when freeman hits that double in the ninth you're like they are one swing away from tying this up and i'm going to bash my head into a wall most times when you recap a baseball game it goes something like this i uh, you know uh both teams uh did nothing the first couple innings and then in the third so and so happened and then uh ahead in the fifth this happened and then in the eighth uh, the, this team rallied right. every single inning i thought had significant and pivotal moments in the game last night Obviously, in the first, Manny's home run against Kershaw to, to kind of set the tone was was huge. Called it. You, you did. We did our picks to click. I picked uh, Will Myers, who, who had a couple of big swings, but he didn't homer. Uh, Woodsy picked Brandon Drury, correct? That uh, yep. didn't work out. But Paulie said, it's going to be Manny. And then I kind of nodded and go, yeah, it's got to be Manny. And it was. It was his fourth career home run off Kershaw. Uh, it gave the Padres a one nothing lead. And then in the bottom of the first inning, of course, Freddie Freeman comes back. And by the way, I didn't tweet anything at the time. The The first pitch to Freddie Freeman was called a ball, even though it, it, it hit the strike zone. And so instead of a 2-2 pitch, it was a 3-1 pitch. Who knows? Maybe he would have homered anyway. I wasn't going to make a big deal about that one, except it kept happening over and over again. So, uh, you know, Trent Grisham made a great effort on that one, trying to reach over the wall in center field. 
uh, to bring it back, probably another foot, and he might have been able to get it. So we were 1-1 after the first inning. Second inning, Padres are threatening. They get runners at second and third with one out, and the red-hot Trent Grisham at the plate. And then it happens again. This time it's a ball outside by Clayton Kershaw, about three inches off the plate. That's called a strike. So instead of 1-0, and it's 0-1. Instead of getting to a, a, a ball four on you know three and one, it's three and two, and Trent Grisham ends up striking out on a slider. Aaron Nola strikes out, or Austin Nola strikes out, and the Padres don't score. They waste a big opportunity there in the top of the second inning, and then in the bottom of the second inning, Max Muncy strike one, strike two, and then a perfect you know sixty eight mile an hour curveball that drops not just on the very top of the zone, but clearly in the zone. That is not called a strike three. It extends the at bat not only to seven pitches, but he ends up homering on the seventh pitch and giving the Dodgers the two one lead. At that point, now I'm starting to fume about the home plate umpire and these calls because that's now the third call in two innings that I felt was pretty pretty pivotal in changing at bats that ended up being at bats that could have impacted the game. Whether it's Freddie Freeman and Max Muncy going on to homer or Trent Grisham getting in a worse situation and being unable to bring in the run there. Three at-bats, three calls, all that went against the Padres in the first two innings. Yeah, and then Darvish did come back in the second there to strike out the side. Had four strikeouts Yeah, four <laughs> in that inning. It uh, was just absurd. And I, then in the third inning, the Padres have another rally, and they come back, uh, take the lead. Uh, you heard the Manny double. Um, now remember, they had a runner at third, nobody out, and Drury struck out. So they didn't get it. That was the third time they didn't get the runner home from third. But then Jake Cronenworth battled back from an 0-2 count, and this was a huge at-bat, the ground ball just to first base to get yeah. that run home. That was a big at-bat right there to give the Padres the 3-2 to lead. Bottom of the inning, Trey Turner comes back, and, and that was a no-doubter first pitch. Nothing, nothing the umpires did on that one. Trey Turner is just a monster right now. And that's three home runs and three innings for you, Darvish, who, again, you said it. He he got the job done, but he wasn't perfect. He gave up three home runs. Fortunately, there was no one on base for any of those. So that's the first three innings. Now, the fourth inning, you could say, was kind of the quieter inning. Kershaw bounced, finally kind of locked in. He, he went one, two, three uh, pretty quickly. He did get Jerickson Profar to swing at, at maybe the the worst strike three you've ever seen i mean the ball it didn't just bounce it didn't like bounce on the in front of the catcher it didn't like bounce on the plate or just in front of the plate the ball didn't even really make it to the dirty like bounced on the the grass like maybe about five or six feet in front of the plate and jerks and profar swung at that pitch it was um it was fodder for social media for sure and i'm sure jerkson was uh, a little embarrassed about it i did see Christian Yelich tweeted about I that. I was though. just gonna. Bring Were you that have up. his tweet right there? Yeah, yeah. it was. It was kind of interesting. So, r- pitching ninja throughout the video, and of course, when you're watching, you're like, "What in the f are you doing here?" And uh, yeah, he said, "Spiked curveballs actually look a lot like fastballs because of how low they come out, especially if you're looking for the inside fastball, which Kershaw does a lot." Eventually, you look in to beat him to the spot, and man, does it suck when it turns out it's a curveball. We've all been there. You know, it's funny because I think sometimes analysis by players or former players can can be the worst. I mean, just watch some of the postgame shows and, and some of the stupid things that you hear. But you can't get that from anyone other than a player that has the perspective of a Christian Yelich. You know, Tom Verducci, 
Jeff Passan. They're not going to be able to give that to you, but it makes perfect sense when you think about it. A good Clayton Kershaw curveball is always going to start a little bit higher, obviously, because it's got to drop. And you would never expect a Clayton Kershaw curveball to start that low. So Jerickson looks at that and identifies it because, you know, it's still going you know, 75, 80 miles an hour. It's not like it's, you know, just lobbed in there. Right. You go, that's got to be a fastball or a slider because it's starting down it's more so by my low. knees. It's <laughs> starting down so low. There's no way that's a curve. And so I got to be ready to you swing. Have a that's going to stay. An eye to that's going to stay in the zone. And then. It bounces after I, about I think if Christian 50, Yelich, 53 feet. If Christian Yelich says, hey, we've all been there, then you take him at his word. And he knows better than anybody listening. Anybody that says otherwise does not know what they're talking about. I also like to uh, remember Brent Rooker. Uh, he tweeted that same video. Uh, former Padre Brent Rooker. Former Padre Brent Rooker. And he said, you, a person who has not played in the big leagues, how on earth do you swing at that? Anyone who has actually tried to hit the big leagues. Yeah, man, I get it. Been there. So I, everybody's been there before. I thought that was some interesting player perspective. And by the way, Jerickson Profar got hits in the surrounding at-bats, played a huge role in that game. Unfortunately, that he's going to be memed a little bit. The dot that you know that usually lights up in the zone or whatever, <laughs> it, it literally was like halfway. I mean, I, it was off. It was so off they didn't even know what to do with it. There was like Ten a little feet in front of yeah, the grass. Yeah, it was just like right yeah. in the middle of the grass between home plate <laughs> And the pitcher's mound was where the dot ended up, uh, which was kind of funny. Uh, so no no scoring in the fourth, but uh, Hugh Darvish had to get out of a jam. He struck out two runners or two batters with runners on in the bottom of the fourth inning. So that was you know his kind of pivotal get out of it inning. Uh, and then in the fifth, uh, you had Manny Machado. Rod Soto hit one 101 miles an hour and made an out. Manny Machado hit an 108 mile an hour out in that inning against Clayton Kershaw. And then that's half the game. All right, we've done the top through the top of the fifth. That's half the game, and there's been significant plays all the way through. We'll do the bottom half of the game a little bit later. Woodsy's also going to call in here at the top of the hour, so stay tuned for that. Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 